Everyone go in the Word of God. Open up your Bibles. Isaiah chapter 10. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Today we're talking about the greater glory, the greater glory. And uh, I thank God for what the Lord has done in 2015, but 2015 is over. It's now 2016, and there's a greater glory waiting for us. God doesn't expect us to go backwards. He expects us to go forward. And so whatever the Lord has done all these years of your life, I want you to begin to believe God for a greater glory in 2016. That as we enter in a new year, there's new things that God wants to do in our life. Amen. And it's going to happen by the power of God. It's going to happen by the anointing of God that's upon your life. And so I want you just to begin to set your faith out there that there's a greater glory waiting for you. In Isaiah chapter 10, beginning verse 27, says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, the anointing is the power of God. And so here the word of God says that because of the anointing oil, the burden is going to be taken off your shoulder, and the yoke will be taken off your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed. Whatever burdens you have upon your life, whatever chains and bondages that have been holding you back, I'm here to declare that the anointing is here to break and destroy every chain and every burden off your life. Amen? Yeah. It's by the anointing. Amen? Somebody say the anointing. anointing. Now go with me to Luke chapter 4. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 4. <clears throat> I, I want to read a little bit to you. Um, we're going to begin Luke chapter 4, beginning verse 1. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when he, they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered, and Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Hallelujah. Verse 9. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Verse 14. 
Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news arose, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogue, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, we're talking about the anointing. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. The anointing is the power of God upon your life. When we say receive the anointing, you're say, we're saying receive the power of God upon your life. And that is because the Holy Spirit anoints us. The Holy Spirit puts his power upon our life. Jesus talked about what the Spirit of the Lord had put upon him. He says, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. In other words, I got the power of God upon my life to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recover his sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, proclaim the central year of the Lord. Everyone were empowerments by the Holy Spirit. He was anointed to do those things. He was anointed to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring sight, to proclaim the direction and the acceptable year of the Lord. He was anointed. God gave him power to do that, all because the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And so Jesus saw that there was a greater glory. He knew that there was a greater glory waiting for him. And so he went into the wilderness to have an encounter with God to receive the anointing and, be all, and also to work the anointing. He went under the anointing of God. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. He went into the wilderness. And then he was tempted with every temptation. He used the word of God to overcome every temptation. And then when he came out of the wilderness, he was able to declare what he had. I now have the anointing of God upon me. Before that, he was the son of God. Before that, he was born to die and be the savior of humanity. But it took the Holy Spirit coming upon him for him to declare, the Spirit of the Lord is now upon me. Before the Spirit of God was in him, and he was able to grow in wisdom and knowledge. But once the Holy Spirit came upon him, now he was able to minister to others. Bring healing to them, bring deliverance to them, bring the gospel to them. He started his ministry because the anointing came upon him. Amen. You can have the ability, but without the power, you're not going to be able to succeed. And so Jesus began his ministry under the anointing of God. He did what it took to receive the anointing and then be, to be able to demonstrate the anointing. It was his desire, not for salvation for himself, but it was this desire to bring salvation to others is the reason why he received the anointing. It was God's plan for him to receive the anointing and to show all men that, 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 what, it, what it is to live in God. 
Amen? So he's our example of how to live under the anointing of God, to be able to proclaim liberty to the captives, to be able to, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to be able to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all by the anointing. If I could preach any word, it's not because of my eloquence or my education, but it's because of the anointing of God that's upon my life. My faith is not in the wisdom of my own, my own wisdom or my own experience or... or uh, anything about myself my faith is completely in the power of God Amen. what separates you is the anointing without the anointing you're just flesh but when you receive the anointing of God now God's power is upon you Jesus said with God all things are possible when you are just by yourself you are limited but when God is upon you there's no limits to what God could do in your life there's no limit and so we must receive the anointing upon our life, amen? And that anointing is there to break, to break bondages and yokes and to lift burdens. How many times have we seen and heard reports of, of, of things that are going on in this world and, and, and we think, man, can't God do something about this? I want to tell you, God is doing something about it. He's releasing his power to change that world, but the power has to flow from you. He anoints you. He's not going to anoint the nation. He's not going to anoint some military or some leader. He's going to anoint you. You're the one that's going to change the world. You're the one that's going to destroy the yokes and remove the burdens by the anointing of God upon you. Holy Spirit power upon you. You are, well, you are the one God is sending. God is still sending his sons to save the world. And you're the sons. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're the sons that God is sending. But here's the, here's the question. Will you do what it takes to receive the anointing? We're not talking about salvation. We're not talking about getting our name written in heaven. That's grace. That is done. God did everything there. All you have to do is have faith in him and you're saved. Amen? You have to have faith in, in Jesus Christ, how Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and you're saved. But we're talking about the anointing to change others. The anointing to remove burdens and destroy yokes. The anointing that brings healing. The anointing that brings direction. The anointing that changes lives. Are you willing to do what it takes to receive the anointing? Because a lot of people, they say, well, I want God to use me, but they're not willing to do what it takes to, to, for God to use them. You know, God doesn't use unfaithful people. God uses yielding people. People that, who, who go to him and say, Lord, not my will, but yours. You have to surrender your heart. You have to surrender your desires. You have to surrender your time. You have to surrender everything about you for the anointing. For the gospel. I'm putting myself in position to be used by God. Yes, I have desires and yes, I have wants, but none of that matters. I am I'm chasing after a greater glory. And that's what we're, we're after, the greater glory. We want the glory of the Lord where people will be changed because we were able to spend time with God and see our lives change and, and receive an anointing from God that as when we got, went to others, we were able to give them the power of God so that their lives could be changed. It's about the greater glory. 
It's not about the, the financial or the, or the earthly glory in this world that where man puts upon you. It's about the glory of God, that God has shown up and done something great in the sight of man. How would they know that Jesus is alive without you going forth and preaching the gospel and demonstrating the power of God? Jesus grabbed his disciples and he, he, he prayed over them and anointed them and he said, go and pray and, and, and preach the gospel and, and cast out devils and declare the kingdom of God has come over, come there, heal the sick. And they went out under the anointing of God. They went out under the power of God and they preached the gospel. And they cast out devils. They healed the sick and they came back excited, thankful. They said, they said, Jesus, even devils were subject to your name. Jesus said, don't be excited because devils, you were able to cast out devils. Be excited because your name is written in heaven. There was a greater glory that was available for them. They were anointed. Without Jesus putting his anointing upon them, nobody's lives would have been changed. The kingdom of God would not have been declared. People would not have been healed. People would not have been set free. Devils would still have them in oppression. It takes men and women of God under the anointing of God to bring deliverance and healing and salvation to this world. There is a hell that must be shunned. And there is a heaven that must be gained. And there are people that will never experience the love of God without the anointing of God. How desperate are you for the anointing? How hungry are you for the power of God upon your life? Are you willing to surrender all for the gospel's sake so that the Holy Spirit can make you a vessel that God's power can flow through? How many years are you going to waste living a normal Christian life? God didn't call us to live a normal life. He called us to live an extraordinary life, an anointed life. God is not judging whether he can use one person or another person because of some sort of, of predestination for them. God is looking at the heart of every man. If you will humble yourself before God, God will lift you up. And when he lifts you up, you're not going to be a normal person. You're going to carry the fire of God upon your life. Bring deliverance. Devils will run away from when you walk into a room. You'll be a light that shines in the darkness where darkness, is, they, can't, they can't leave fast enough. Because anointed woman of God showed up on the scene. Anointed man of God showed up on the scene. Times of living a normal Christian life are over. It's time to reach out for the greater glory. The Bible says the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. That means millions upon millions of men and women of God, just like you, surrender their wills and their desires and their vessel, their bodies to be used by God so that the Holy Spirit can pour himself upon you and anoint you to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. 
It's by the anointing, the power of God. Holy Spirit power upon your life. When I, I became pastor, or just someone who finally surrendered to God, I didn't want to be normal. I didn't want to be someone that just spoke a, a sermon. I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't be a, a strong man of God because I went to school. I, I didn't see the ability to be able to speak and draw man into God's presence. People commit their hearts to God just by my words. I, I saw myself and I was, I saw that I had nothing. I, didn't, I had no strength to do what I'm doing. I tried in my strength. I tried to preach and I failed miserably. I told God, I said, God, I'll, I'll never preach. I'll help other people preach, but me, never. Because I did everything under my own strength. After my father passed away, I, I started asking my, myself, where, where is the great man of God? My dad was a great man of God. I knew that if there's something going on, I could run to him. He'll pray for me. Amen. The whole valley knew that. People from around the world knew that. They knew that if there's anything going on in their lives that they needed, they really need to hear from God, go talk to Pastor Carlos, and, and he'll, he'll speak a word over, the, over your life, and, and, that, and God will, will do great things. Amen. He brought comfort to a lot of people, and he brought right words at the right seasons to many lives, and people's lives were changed by his word. You know, I think one of the... the, the what people don't realize what he did and, and something that we are doing today is he saturated this area with the Amen. word of God. If you turned on the TV, there was somebody there preaching to you. Yes. And you know, it's not always because you're able to preach the right word, but you're able to have the word to be able to preach to you at the right time. Because people can hear at the right time. You know, there's times that they got so much pride. I don't need that. You know, I don't believe in that. You know, that... And they, they, they make their judgments, but when you are broken and you really need to hear from God and there's word that's available, that's where, that's where the, the power of God is, is greater. And that's where it's demonstrated with, with great glory. And so now my father's gone and there's no great man of God. And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and said, I can use you. And I found myself reaching out for God, getting hunger for God. Next thing I know, I found myself reading his word more than ever. It was like a hunger that rose up inside of me. I couldn't stop reading the word of God. I wanted to read the word of God and grow in the word of God. Before my father, when he's alive, I liked the word of God and I enjoyed church. And, you know, I was a normal Christian. If you were to ask me, are you a Christian? Yes. If you had asked me, are you on your way to heaven? Yes. If you had asked me, are you bringing anybody with you? No. <laughs> but I got hungry for the things of God. And his word began to rise up inside of me. It was this, this thirst that could not be satisfied. Wherever I was, I was reading the word of God. You know, I, I even had to stop exercising, lifting weights, you know. That was my excuse because of the word of God. <laughs> I'd take my Bible in the gym and I would, I would work out and do some sets and then read the word of God in between. Amen. And, you know, I, I, it was just a hunger that rose up inside of me. I had no more time for the things of this world. I, all I had time for was the things of God. I just wanted God. 
And because of that hunger that rose up, and it's, it was given to me by the Holy Spirit, it's not something that you could do for yourself. It's only something that you could ask of God so that he could give to you. And so because my prayer was, Lord, put a hunger inside me, as I started crying out to God for that hunger, the word of God, the hunger for the word of God started rising up, and I started re receiving more of his word and more of his word. And then, of course, you know, as you receive more of his word, you can't stop but talk about the word of God. Just like, you know, if you're inter interested in sports or, or clothing or whatever you're interested, you talk about it. That's the th same way with the things of God. I had so much of God, I couldn't stop talking about it. So I'm there at, at Walmart buying something, and, and I'm like, man, I want to tell this person that Jesus loves them. And I want to tell them what I learned. In the, and, you know, I'm buying something, and, and, and the girl, you know, she... She, she said that will be like $3.50, and I hand her a five, and I'm telling her, you know, I read in the word of God that God is your provider, and, and I start preaching to her in the store. And she's just listening, oh, that's wonderful, here's your change. And, and that would happen everywhere I went. I'd be, I'd be waiting in line for something, and I'm thinking, man, I need to tell this person about what God is showing me, it's so good. And I, next thing you know, I'm talking to them about the things of God. And it was everywhere I was. I was, just, I was, I wanted more of God. But then I also started crying out to God. I said, God, I, I don't just want your, the word, but I want your spirit. I said, I said God, I, I want to be able to pray for people who, are, who are, are sick and see them get healed. I want to see people who are oppressed by devils, that those devils be cast out. And I could tell you the time when I was at the, we were at a, a conference, a men's conference, and I'm there, and, and there was a man that, that showed up to the conference, and he asked if my brother, who was pastor, would pray for him because he had just come from the doctors. The doctor said that he had to quit his work, his profession. He, he was a person that, that, that lays concrete, and the doctor said that his back was so bad that if he keeps on, he'll be crippled the rest of his life. And so when he told me that, I said, yeah, you know, my brother will, will pray for you. But then God said, you pray for him. I got to tell you the whole story. So, so I'm thinking, me, God? He says, Holy Spirit says, yes, you pray. You pray for him and I'll heal him. And so I figured, okay, well, if I'm going to pray for him, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it Big. I'm not going to hide this thing. I mean, if, 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 if I believe this, you know, I'm either going to succeed very big or I'm going to fail very big, but I'm going to do it big. And I started thinking, well, I remember how my father used to pray for people who had back problems. And so I started thinking, okay, I'm going to be that great man of God, that evangelist praying for this man. And so we were in a room uh, with other, other men there, and I... I I called out to everybody. I said, hey, everybody, gather around. I started seeing myself, you know, as an evangelist on TV. I'm, I'm, I'm just acting. I am just acting. I don't feel like an anointing to speak this way. Or I said, I'm, if I'm going to pray for this man, I'm just going to act the part. Amen. Tell your neighbor, act the part. And so I figured, you know, if we're going to see a miracle, mess, we'll act the whole part. You know, I could pray and, and see what God's going to do. But you know what? Let's just do it big. Let's just do it. Everybody gather around. This man is going crippled. Doctor says that his back is giving out on him. But God shall heal him today. I mean, I, I'm thinking, man, what am I doing? <laughs> 
but I'm playing it up. I'm playing it up. You know, I'm, I'm acting the part. And so I remember how my father he used to pray for people who had back problems. And so he would have them sit in the chair. And then he would lift up their legs. And many times the reason why they have back problems is because the leg is, is longer than the other. It's their, their hips are aligned. Sometimes it's actually their back. Their, their actual legs are shorter than the other. And so I had them sit down. And I, and I was just thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to do it just like my dad did it. So I, I said, okay, I want you to sit there. And, and then I, I lifted up his legs. And he had one leg about two inches shorter than the other. Everybody gather around. Everybody sees this. I'm just holding his feet. And my, I'm, I'm looking, wow, this is, this is amazing. We better see a miracle. <laughs> I mean, here I am at the front of the stage. Everybody, every eye is upon me. Now, you have to understand, I already had that experience when I tried to preach and I failed. So for me to step out, it's like me walking on the water with Jesus. I mean, I'm thinking, am I going to fall or, and fail again? Or is God going to sustain me? And I figured, you know what? I could care less about the, whether, what people think about me. I care less what, if they think uh, I'm crazy. I could care less if I fail. All I know is I'm going to do this, and either God is going to show himself strong, or you know what? If anything, he's the one that gets the glory for it all. I took myself out of the equation. And so I, 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 looked at, I looked at the man and I said, we're going to pray and God's going to stretch out your leg and, and I, I don't want you to use your faith. I'm going to use mine because that's the way my dad says to do it. And so everybody had their eyes open. I said, keep your eyes open. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I did every, I'm following you. I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. So I look at the man and I look at the legs and he had like his right leg was like three inches shorter. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command the right leg to come out. I didn't just come out. I wasn't trying to, I was, come out. Remember, I'm the big evangelist, Kevin Ortiz, standing before them, you know. I just started my evangelistic worldwide mission. I'm telling you, my title just added right there, you know. You meet some people, uh, evangelist, prophet, Teacher, apostle, Kevin, you know, they have all these names. You know, I was, I was playing the part. Tell your neighbor, play the part. Play the part. And so as I, as I spoke, that leg began to grow. It began to come out in my hands. And everybody that was gathered around me, their eyes got big. The man sitting on the chair, his eyes got big. My eyes got big. And I'm thinking, wow, this, this is happening. This is God. And I'm thinking, yes, miracles, signs and wonders, yes. And that leg started coming out and coming out and coming out. And it got to the same level. And then it kept going and it kept going. I don't think it all. I looked at the man and I said, don't worry. He had, his, now his right leg is like two inches taller than the other, than the left leg. And I looked at him and I said, don't worry. I remember this happening to my father. I know what to pray. And I, then I changed the way I pray. I command the left leg to come out to the same size as the right leg. And the leg grew out, grew out, and then stopped even. 
And then now, I mean, we just saw a miracle. We're so charged with, with, the, with the glory of God. I looked at the man, stand up, your leg is, your, your back is healed. And then he stood up and he, he was completely healed. And, and this happened about uh, 10 years ago. And to this day, he's still in the concrete business. Thank God good, amen. But I want to tell you, it took hunger to get there. I was so hungry for God. I chased after his word, and then I wanted God to use me in that miracle, signs and wonders, and the power of God. And so I started pressing in, and, and, and I heard, you know, maybe if I fast and I pressed into God, because Jesus got himself away from food and, and substance for a while just to get into God. When you fast, all you're doing is you are humbling your physical so that your spiritual is, is, is more receptive to hear from God. You know, because all, all our, our struggles are in the physical. So when you, when you deny yourself food and say, I'm dedicating this time for the Lord, you're saying, I am going to humble myself in the physical so that I can allow my spirit man to grow stronger in God. Amen. Amen. I'm telling my body, you don't rule over me, I rule over you. And so instead of, instead of uh, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually instigating this journey. So I know a lot of people are beginning a fast, but make sure you have a fast for a purpose. We're not just doing fast because it's a new year. Make sure that God is the one that's calling you into the fast if you're fasting, amen? amen. And so I began to fast, and I remember as I was fasting, uh, you know, since I had the keys to the church, I could come in any time. And so I'd come at 5 o'clock in the morning, every morning, and just pray. And I was, we used to have, um, the lights were like around, around here, and they had these big chains on them. And I was laying down right here at the altar. And, you know, in prayer, there's times I'm sitting, times I'm standing, times I'm kneeling, times I'm on my face, times I'm on my back. I just, there's no right way, just however way the Lord leads you. And so I was laying on my back, just, just with my, my looking up to heaven with my eyes closed and, and just praying. And on the third day of the fast, I heard a chain just snap. And it's, it sounded like it was a couple hundred pounds worth of, of chains. And it just, I, I heard it fall to the ground, loud as could be. And I looked up and I thought, oh no, the lights are coming down on me. <laughs> but nothing was coming down. And I started thinking, okay, well, maybe it was nothing. And I just kept on my prayer and I heard it again. <laughs> and, and, and I said, this is, this is unusual. I was thinking, man, this, this, this is loud. And, and I didn't see anything break or move or anything. And finally I said, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to keep on praying. And then I heard it the third time. I got up and I left the church. I just left the church. This is, this is weird. This is. But I knew it was God doing something in my life, breaking some change, destroying some things that needed to be destroyed. It's because of the hunger and the thirst for God, the anointing. And see, the Lord just has increased me and increased me. What I am this year is determined upon the hunger that I have for God. Anything good that I do for the Lord, it's really God doing it through me. But it's a yielding vessel unto the Lord so that the Lord could fill you up with what's needed to bring healing to others. If you, when Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he talked about all the things that, that he's anointed to do. Preach the gospel. Bring healing. Bring sight to the blind. Declare the, the acceptable year of the Lord. These were all things that were for others. 
And so the anointing of God, it is an anointing that's upon you. And the reason why it's upon you is so that when it, touch, it gets near others, it could touch them. And so our times with God in prayer, in the word, and, and, and hunger for the Lord, it's not just so that we could grow with God, but so that others can, can experience God through us. Yes. Amen. Amen. And there's a, the reason why I share these testimonies is because I had to chase after a greater glory. I wasn't chasing after God because I needed God to heal something in my life or change something about me so that I could be happier. I already had Jesus, and he is my joy, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. I wasn't chasing after salvation and deliverance for myself. I was chasing after greater glory so that God could use me to bring salvation and deliverance to others. And God wants to do that for every person in this room and every person that's watching the cameras. God wants to do that. He wants to bring healing, salvation, deliverance, but he wants to release an anointing upon you so that you could bring that to others. How hungry are you for the things of God? How desperate are you for the Lord? Are you willing to lay down your life, your dreams, your ambitions, everything that you are today so that God can shape you and mold you and make you who he desires you to be? You've tried your way. You tried to build your life. You tried to do the things that, and you've done all those things and nothing makes you happy. Even people who dream about doing big things, they do the big things and they're still not happy. They're still unfulfilled. And the only one that's been changed is themselves. There's a greater plan. There's an eternity. There's heaven to gain. And when we lose track of heaven, and we lose track that there's actually a hell, that there's a, a society of people that do not know God that are heading by the masses to hell, who's going to stand in the gap and redirect them to heaven? It takes people that are anointed by the Holy Ghost who surrendered themselves to the will of God and said, Lord, use me. Who will go and tell them about the love of Jesus Christ? Use me, Lord. That's what it takes. There's a greater glory. There's a greater glory that, that, that we must be chasing after. There's the word of God that we chase after. There is his presence and there is his power. Some people, they get stuck in the word. Thank God for the word, but they never experience his presence. Some people experience his presence, thank God for his presence, but they never experience his power. We have to hunger for his word, his presence, and his power. I can't stay home. Why? Because God is calling me. Jesus even testified, he says, wherever I am, that's where the Father is. The reason why I'm here this morning is because the Father is here today. His presence is here. I believe those that are sick, when we pray, you're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. Don't limit what God could do in your life. You might say, well, pastor, you know, I'm okay. I'm just recovering from this. I just believe that God has a better way of recovering you. Amen. I believe that God has a better way of restoring you. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's because of the anointing of God. The anointing of God. If you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you shall be filled. I could tell you exactly who are the ones that are hungry. Those are the ones that are going to show up next week when faith conference starts. Those are the ones that are going to show up early and show up ready to receive. They're not showing up because of religious duty. If you are here for religious duty, you come to the wrong place. We have no religious duty for you to do. We're here for God. We're here to grow. We're here to, to experience the presence of the Lord. We're here to be changed by his glory. 
I could tell you there were times, you know, most of the time I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to read the word. I didn't want, but I began to, to set my, my sails in that direction. I began to use my faith and begin to ask God for hunger. And as I began to ask God for hunger, he heard my prayer and he started stirring it up inside of me. When was the last time you prayed, Lord, make me hungry for your word? Make me hungry for your presence. Make me hungry for your power. Lord, use me, Lord. When you begin to cry out to God in those prayers, God will begin to use you. He'll begin to put that hunger inside of you. Some people say, well, Pastor, why am I going through the things that I am? Because you're becoming more hungry for God. The, the trials that have come to you in, in, in your time of need have, have caused you to press into the things of God. Sometimes he has to strip you of everything just so that you could press into the true power of the Holy Spirit. I was, I was reaching out to this one, one man who, who I knew him when he was young and, and now his life has fallen apart and all he has is complaints and all he has is he's, he's so full of anger and he thinks that the whole world is against him. And I keep telling him, come and experience God. Come and enter into the presence of the Lord. In his presence is fullness of joy and his right hand pleasures forevermore. I keep inviting him. I, I say, come, do whatever it takes to come. And, and he wants the physical, but he doesn't want the spiritual. You're always going to have physical problems. You need the spirit. When you have the spirit, it doesn't matter what you don't have in the physical. What, what you need will be provided for you. And to this day, he hasn't come. You know why? Because he ain't hungry. That's why, that's why when you go preach in the, in the prisons, it's the greatest place to win souls. Because they're hungry. They've been humbled. I love to preach in funerals. Everybody wants to go to heaven at funerals. How hungry, how desperate are you? Do you want more of God, more of righteousness? Are you willing? Can God have your dreams? Or are your dreams so big that God can't have them? Your dreams that you might have, many of your dreams were, were put there because of, of some TV show or some, some thought when you're growing up. And as great as they are, the dreams that God has for you are bigger and better. Yeah. <clears throat> I never dreamed that I'd be going to the nations. I never dreamed that I could stand before 10,000 people and preach the gospel. I never dreamed that I could preach the gospel. Until, I never dreamed that I could lay hands on the sick and see them recover. But God has bigger dreams for every one of us. Amen. I'm not saying that you're all going to become preachers like the, the way I am, but God has an anointing for the call of, of, of God upon your life. You could be an anointed teacher, anointed plumber, anointed electrician, anointed husband, anointed wife, anointed businessman. All those things are ways of serving the Lord, but do it under the anointing. Amen. There's a greater glory waiting for you. If you're hungry and thirsty, you shall be filled. Amen. I could tell you, I, I would travel across the country just to sit under a ministry that had the anointing of God that I was desiring. There were times I, I'd go and I would give offerings because what the Lord was doing in their life, I wanted him to do it in my life. Go to places that nobody else was going, even with only a few people because the anointing of God was there. What are you willing to do for the Holy Spirit power upon your life? Jesus went out to the wilderness to make sure and test everything that the Lord had given him. And when he came out, he came out under the power of God. You're going to go through your test and you're going to go through your, your trying, but when you come out, you're going to come out 
more of his anointing, more of his power, more of his glory. There's a greater glory that God's going to do in your life. Even our Bible school starting up, people are going to the Bible schools because they're chasing after the greater glory. Amen. If you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. How hungry are you? How hungry? But pastor, you know, I, I work so hard. You know, I, I get home, I'm so tired. It's very difficult for me to show up to me. You're not hungry enough. You're telling your, your flesh is telling you you're not going to do it. You need to tell your flesh, I'm going. Show up to church. I know every day, seven days. Every night we're going to be having service. Some of you are going to be dragging because you worked hard all week and you're going to be tempted to stay home and do nothing but eat and sleep and watch TV. Look, grab yourself a Red Bull, show up to church, whatever you have to do. Amen. Amen. Trust me, you show up here, the Holy Spirit will wake you up. Amen. Are you hungry? Are you thirsting for righteousness? Do you want more of God? Can you allow another year wasted living a normal Christian life. Sinning all week, repenting on Sunday. Or do you want to be someone that is yielded to God? Listen, you're not going to stop sinning because, because uh, you know, you're living a normal Christian life. You know, the greatest, the greatest blessing for my life to keep sin away is my desire to see God use me. Just like a cup Nobody wants to use a, a dirty cup to drink from. My desire to see God use me has caused me to walk away from the things of this world, That's right. the temptations of this world. They're there. They're always there. But my desire for God to bless someone else, my love for others has been be better and stronger than my desire for myself. Amen. Amen. Let God use you. Watch how quickly you're going to have victory over that thing that you, that you think you have. Don't you know? It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Breaks that change, the anointing. Today, as we, as we pray over you, can you grab a hold of what God has for you? Can you allow the Holy Spirit to come upon you? Can you receive the anointing of God? When I go into prayer lines, it doesn't matter who's praying. The only thing I know is I come to have an encounter with God. I tell myself, Lord, I want to get it all. I even look at the floor. I'm, Lord, Lord, send me somewhere. I, I, I look for a comfortable place. Amen. <laughs> And I get in line right there, you know, and, and I said, Lord, Lord, overcome me. Overcome me with your anointing. Overcome me with your glory. I'm not putting my faith in the man that's praying. I'm praying, putting my faith in the Lord that God is going to use him to release the power over me, my life. I need the touch of God. I need more of the Holy Spirit. How wonderful it is to be in his presence. In his, in his presence is fullness of joy. I'm beginning 2016. I can't be the same way I was in, in 2015. I need to be changed by the glory of God. I need to go for a greater glory. We only have so much time to live in this world. Let God use you. When we get to heaven, we can't say, God, use me to go back into the earth to be that vessel of glory for you. He's going to say, it's over. Your work is done. Enter into my rest. I want God to use me more and more. How many are chasing for the glory? Hallelujah. I'm chasing for the glory. 